Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. And this week, we are finally finished talking about Lost for the foreseeable future. <laughs> it feels good. It feels nice. Uh, we are talking about the Flavortown saga, which was the Tumblr-run Guy Fieri fan arg. Very exciting. Um, in order to cover this one properly, we decided that we needed to bring in someone that I think truly brings the vibes of Guy Fieri in podcasting form. I mean that as a compliment. Uh, everyone say hello to Jeff Stormer. Jeff, how are you? Hello! I am so excited to be here. I'm excited to be on the Argonauts for the first time. I love new experiences, and I love being on podcasts that I've never appeared on before, so I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, we've never recorded an episode with you. Don't ever tell us otherwise. <laughs> nope, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. First time we did this. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Uh, we're going to get into talking about uh, Guy Fieri and all of his wonderful wiles uh but in the meantime i do have a couple questions that came in uh i got a first one for you this one came in from danny at ghost zvine it's a ghost zone but with a v instead of an o uh they sent in what are y'all's favorite diners drive-ins and or dives jeff do you have one um i do i do i do i do my favorite diner drive-in or dive it's like kind of a diner. It's a little, it's it's a, a dive, but in an affectional sense of the word. Affectional, that's a word that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I'm going to give a shout out to my neighborhood spot, which is Lee's Deli on 47th and Baltimore in West Philadelphia. Um, okay. It is an amazing little greasy spoon spot. It is, they make an incredibly good cheesesteak. They make a delicious vegan cheesesteak with seitan. Uh, that, uh, as a, as someone that eats and enjoys meat, like I would genuinely order that in a heartbeat. It, uh, it, they make great food, great people. They are the only place where you can find the mythical carrot cakes of the carrot cake man of Philadelphia, uh, without just running into him on a trolley. Uh, it is a spot that I love a lot and that's the spot that I'm going to shout out. Hell yeah. Uh, Marn, do you have a favorite? Um, I have several, but uh, my favorite that I've gone to recently and and go to a lot for like if I am not at work in the middle of a of a weekday and I want to go get like a breakfast sandwich or something, um, is Towson Hot Bagels, which is a bagel place that is up the road from me, and they make a darn good bacon, egg, and cheese. Hell yeah! Uh, we had a really good um kind of breakfast spot in Ann Arbor that was called the broken egg, uh, where it was a good, like, it, like it's a step above a greasy spoon, but the spoon's mm-hmm. still like not clean, you know? <laughs> um, but it was, unfortunately it shut down during the pandemic and I have not been in a place where I'm able to like find a diner since then. I just haven't, I haven't needed a diner, which is a, a, a sad situation to be in. Um, but as far as like little places, there's a good, a uh, little restaurant in Ann Arbor called uh, Kimchi Box that is the absolute best Korean fried chicken I've ever had. Ooh. Um, which is a, that's my like go-to comfort food place. I think I, that that's close enough, I think. Yeah. Can I briefly tell you about the best chicken I've ever had, period? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, in Philly, they do a thing, or on the street, like in my neighborhood in West Philly, they do the Baltimore Avenue Dollar Stroll, which is where a bunch of restaurants come out and give 
uh, like dollar size samples of the various things they make. So you can get like a little uh, tiny cup of beer for a dollar or a little piece of a sandwich like you and you kind of you stroll up and down the street. And what makes it really interesting and where I've been cursed by this event is that sometimes people will just sell their homemade food. And hmm. uh, a few years ago, we were on the dollar stroll pre-pan- pre-pandemic. We were on the dollar stroll. And there was a line. And I was like, I'm getting into this line. I don't know what it is. And it was a family with a grill just grilling skewers of chicken. Oh, that and rules. Like, and they were like a dollar for a skewer. And I got it. And it was the single best piece of chicken that I've ever eaten in my life. And I, I- ate it and immediately was furious because I was like, I'm never going to get this again. I can never just go to this family's house and say, <laughs> right. give me some chicken. <laughs> I love uh, I love a good sense of street meat. I mm-hmm. think if I had to pick a favorite genre of food, it would be uh, the Russian roulette that you play with a tent at a festival. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good vibe. It's a good energy. Hell yeah. Uh, we have another question here. Uh, Caro, it's not even a question. Caro says, question, I like your shoelaces. <laughs> well, thank you. Martin, thank you. Don't answer this one. <laughs> Uh, does that mean anything to you, Jeff? I, I, um, so I don't know that I've like talked about or posted my shoelaces in a way that, in a way that like, uh, people would recognize, but like, I do have nice shoelaces that I'm very proud of. <laughs> like, um, what, what are you proud about of your shoelaces? <laughs> so a few years ago, um, back when I went places that required shoes, um, I bought, so I used to wear for many, many years, I would wear like red Converse Chuck Taylors. They were my, mm-hmm. they were my, they were my shoe of choice. And I would just wear them all the time because, uh, A, I was a little tiny Doctor Who nerd and B, I was a little tiny, uh, New Jersey punk. So I thought shoes go with every, or, you know, Chucks go with everything. They go with whatever. And I had like nice shoes for, you know, weddings. But if I was just like, I'm wearing, going to a business meeting, I'm going to wear my Chucks. But, um, I was like, I don't. I, I, I made a switch a few years ago, and I bought a pair of white Converse Chuck Taylors. And the reason I did that was that I then bought... Decided to class up the joint a bit. I had to class up the joint. I was like, the red is clashing with some of my outfits. So instead, yeah, these are I, for weddings. Yeah. So instead, I bought a pair of white Converse Chuck Taylors, and I bought a... Uh, I believe it is a 20-pack or a 24-pack of different colors of Converse Chuck Taylor shoelaces. Oh, that's just so smart. Now, if so, now when I'm going out and I'm like, I want my outfit to to match my my mood or my vibe, or I want my shoes to match, I swap out the shoelaces for an appropriate color. If I'm wearing a shirt of a specific color, I'll make my shoelaces match. Or if I'm going to a if I'm going to an event, like I, I went to a I went to a Phillies game and their colors are red and white, so I did a red shoelace and a white shoelace, or I'll do it the holiday season, I'll do a red and a green, I'll kind of swap them out to my vibe, and it it's a nice little fashion touch that makes me feel good. Hell yeah. I have shitty little shoelaces on my sneakers, and I don't like them at all, so uh, maybe I'll do that. I should probably buy some shoelaces. You know the shitty, like, dress shoe shoelaces? Yeah, <laughs> they are the worst. I basically have those, but on my tennis shoes, which is garbage. Hmm. Uh, on that note, uh, I want people to tell me why I'm talking about shoelaces. So, uh, Marn, do you want to start telling us about the Flavortown saga as you've labeled the uh, the, the Google Doc we're using? 
Yes. I, so I didn't label it. This is like the actual accepted name of the uh, of the ARG. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I will say that shoelaces have nothing to do with it. They are a Tumblr meme. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, great. Shout out to Tumblr. <laughs> I mean, I like, do you want me to explain it? Because I can. <laughs> no, I'm good, actually. I think I'm okay. <laughs> um, you can also buy official Tumblr shoelaces in the Tumblr shop now. Cool. <laughs> Start lacing those up, Jeff. <laughs> All right, I guess. I guess I made a purchase today. <laughs> Sorry, I I should ask this before we actually get into this. Uh-huh. Uh, I do I do have one more question. Um, what is everyone's experience with Guy Fieri? Where do we oh. where, where's where's everyone coming into this ARG on Guy? I Jeff, Jeff do you have a history? I ha- so I, as someone that traveled a decent a lot a decent amount at various points in my life, I I did spend a decent amount of time in hotel rooms, which means that I am uh, intimately acquainted with the work of Guy Fieri, on account okay. of that's the thing that plays on hotel TVs. Mm-hmm. Does not matter what mm-hmm. channel you put on, <laughs> it's Guy the shows thing. up. He's like a there. specter. He's there and he's he's guiding you through uh, either a restaurant or a cooking challenge or some grocery games. Um, so I have uh, watched a lot of Guy Fieri. There were long periods of my life where I, I had a distaste for Guy Fieri, and then probably like I think I, I think I follow sort of the archetypal uh, Twitter dot com Guy Fieri experience of then having a bunch of people go. Yeah, well, he also did this, this, and this, going, all right, Guy Fieri, you're not bad. And then people go, yeah, but he also made some anti-union comments and going, all right, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna vote for him for president, but he seems like an okay guy. He's done some very decent things. He fed firefighters in the wildfires. He may, he conducted a bunch of gay weddings. He seems okay in my book. That seems like the pretty classic take on Guy Fieri. Marn, what are, what's your take on the man? Um, I really like Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. It's a, it is like the thing that I watch when I travel. Um, I used to watch it a lot with my parents at home because my dad is a big Food Network person. Um, because my dad is the cook of my parents' house and was a cook for a while. Um, and so a lot of times, like if we would get takeout for dinner, we would like sit down and just watch whatever was on Food Network, which was usually Chopped or Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Guy Fieri. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I haven't really engaged much of his work outside of knowing that he's the guy with the frosted tips and the sunglasses. And we ate at Guy Fieri's restaurant in Las Vegas when I was there for a friend's bachelor party a couple years ago. And it was without a doubt the worst restaurant experience I've ever had. I've heard nothing. I've heard there was like a very famous review of of a, of a flavor town restaurant that like like that went viral that was mm-hmm. to that effect of like this is the worst restaurant I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I was kind of like, how bad could it be? This man is on television. It's got to be at least fine, right? And uh, listeners, it wasn't. Uh- <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's my real experience. My only real experience with him is I've eaten at the worst restaurant I've ever eaten at, and it had his name on it. So <laughs> I'm excited to see if this game uh, changes my opinion on him. 
Yeah, there's also, um, my wife sent me this article a while ago, and it really stuck with me. There's a really good Rex King article. Um, if you just type in, like, Rex King Guy Fieri, you'll find it in Google, um, about how, like, she watched, like, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives a lot during, like, her divorce with, like, her abusive husband, and it, like, was, like, the comfort show that, like, helped her get through a really hard time in her life, and I really love that article. I think I read that. That sounds familiar. Yeah. She has, like, a whole series of articles on kind of, like, like, quote-unquote, like, trashy Food Network television and, like, why she enjoys it. Hell yeah. I will include that in the show notes. Yeah. I've also heard a lot of stories about, like... Uh, diners dive in. Diners dive. The show name that I'm not gonna try and we're we're uh-huh. moving past it. Um, there's also a lot of stories about like smaller restaurants, and it's a thing that I really like about diners, drive-ins, and dives is that they like they made a really strong focus on like spotlighting local family-owned like restaurants that were established parts of a community and had been there like for a long time. And in a lot of those cases, there are a lot of different stories about, like, the restaurant, like, business was doing poorly, and they were on the verge of closing, and the community was on the verge of, like, losing this sort of, like, piece of it, piece of its, of itself, and by featuring it on the show, it became a real hotspot, and they got a lot of, like, people coming in, and and business drove up, and it, it's a thing that I, I appreciate about the show and its existence. Yeah, there is a dive bar that my friend and friend of the show, Blake, used to live around the corner from that was on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And I'm glad that they still exist because they have the best crab cakes I've ever eaten in the state of Maryland. Type That's high praise. <laughs> yeah. Shout out uh, to Swallow I, at the Hollow. I love those guys. <laughs> yeah, I've always heard, not to slander other cooking show hosts, but I've always heard that uh, the DD is basically like the opposite of Guy Fieri's kitchen nightmares, I think. Not Guy Fieri's kitchen nightmares. Gordon, Gordon Ramsay's Ramsay. kitchen nightmares. I think I might be getting his shows mixed up. I don't watch him. But like uh where I've heard that one described is like he goes into a restaurant that's uh not doing so hot and he turns them all into the same kind of restaurant, which is a place that serves bad salmon. Um, and then they close down anyways because he's just made them a very generic place and it sounds like uh, DD&D I guess he doesn't really like fix them up or anything like that but he just goes in and is like tell me what makes your place cool yeah he basically just goes in and he's like the food here is great this is good like look how good this is and Mm -hmm. like there's really nothing more to it than that and like that's part of the charm of it is he specifically doesn't try to change anything he's just like Yo, they make good brisket. This brisket is good. Watch me, watch me, a weird little clown man eat this brisket. Oh man, I'm in Flavor Town now. Come get some brisket, and then people go and buy brisket. Gordon Ramsay's like, you all better not slop up these steaks. No, no one's allowed to order water and steaks. Yeah. No, no slop steaks. He's like, slop them up. Ah, uh. hell yeah. Uh, Marn, what do you say we get sloppy with it? You want to get into the game? We'll yeah, slop them up. Let's slop them up. <laughs> That's so, the pitch you wanted, right? That's the transition. Yeah, that's it. You got it in one. So the Flavor Town saga is a arg that was run by Tumblr staff in I think early earlier this year? 
No, in in a uh, last early last year. Um, I didn't realize it was Tumblr. Like this is an official Tumblr thing. This oh, isn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I heard this... about the the Tumblr ARG for Guy Fieri and just assumed it was a uh, a thing like the one that we covered. Uh, the Hey P, bring you teleport. No, yeah, this was like an official Tumblr joint. Like, oh, okay. I, I, think I fully that... just assumed that this was. I fully just assumed this was weird uh, internet brain poisoned youths creating a, a transplant a transcendent piece of art no it's weird uh internet poisoned adults going what if we made an arg out of guy fieri we're tumblr we don't give a shit it's 2021 tumblr go we lost all of our money we've, we've gone through three corporate backers who the fuck cares nothing matters <laughs> so yeah and i i think some of the people who worked on it no longer work at tumblr if i'm remembering correctly and they've like because shared... of this arg yeah of course <laughs> and they've like guy, shared guy behind the scenes hunted stuff. them for sport <laughs> oh, so they so tumblr for guy fieri's birthday on january 22nd uh 2021 promoted a blog at the top of the dash uh the tumblr dashboard which is what like their your main feed is called mm-hmm. for for jeff who doesn't know this uh <laughs> it, it's like your twitter timeline basically um and tumblr sometimes sticks like a link like hey we're doing like this q a session with this celebrity or whatever um that's like pinned at the top and for guy fieri's birthday they stuck one that said welcome to flavor town it had a little picture of guy fieri uh, and it linked to a blog called Fieri Frames that was a blog that had been made by Tumblr staff that ostensibly is uh, just screen caps from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives um, and other shows featuring Guy Fieri. And- okay, so, and that looks like a lot of other, there's a lot of just like fandom-specific websites on tumblr that are dedicated to just like here are screenshots of this show yeah like it's a fairly regular thing yeah like this this will like people this is normal like people will just make a blog and be like this is my blog dedicated to like gifts of riverdale and that's all it is i followed an account that was the same picture of dave coulier every day like i get it yep yeah 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 i i i i'm i'm on board yes uh and so people started going through this blog and realizing that there were, like, a lot of weird posts that didn't necessarily have to do with diners, drive-ins, and dives. Um, several of them were, like, they were tagged as though they were, like, regular diners, drive-ins, and dives, like, gift sets. Um, this document that I know that you're both on links to one, uh, from the day of Guy Fieri's birthday, that all of the, it was like regular diners, drive-ins, and dives gifts, but they were all like in black and white and they had captions that just like were not from the show. Hmm. Okay. Uh, (laughs) so this one says, are these roads or illusions? Oh my good child, do you dream or do you live? Who amongst us holds the key? Only the night knows. Okay. Great. Uh, and the and in the caption, the words "good" and "night" were in red, um, and people started finding uh, weird posts that were all tagged at in Arcadia Ego, 
Um, and they all had red words that created the message, carry my dream across the threshold. Soon it will be night. You already have the map. Did you find me? Where is the world? I know who you are. Um, and carry my dream was originally carry my bones, but it was changed later. Hmm. Uh, they also found that one of the Tumblr staff members had a GitHub for Fieri Frames um, that had a bunch of the source code uh, for the blog. Um, and if you go on it, it says, this is the source code behind Fieri Frames. If you're here, you must love existential angst and bold flavors. Who can blame you? Um and it was basically just, like, a tutorial that showed you how to generate, like, random GIFs and, like, stills of uh, of diners, drive-ins, and dives. Because it was just, like, a bot <laughs> that would generate random, like, GIFs from random episodes um, and just post them to the blog. Um, they also, through the GitHub, I believe found another Guy Fieri-centric blog called Fieri Fiction, which was... I'm like, frankly I- shocked that Fieri Fiction was, ava- like, yeah. was available. Like, I'm shocked <laughs> that, that, that either they were able to buy that person's silence or that that was available as a URL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what this is, is uh, it's... Also, like, gifts of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, but all of them have a little, like, piece of, like, flash fiction that goes with them. (laughs) (laughs) And I think some of them are literally just, like, dialogue from the show. Um, But some are are very clearly, like, (laughs) whoever wrote this just, like, made it up. (laughs) Okay. I do agree that I'm shocked that this URL wasn't taken. Um, <laughs> like, this seems like it should have already... Like, this seems like it should just have existed separate from the AR. Like, that no one was out here just making Fieri fiction feels like we all failed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the posts on, uh, on Fieri Frames had a caption... Um, that had a cipher in it. Um, and a Tumblr user found it and was like, hey, this is weird. Um, and they found that it was a substitution code that translates to, what in the world would we do without our libraries? When the going gets tough, the tough get a librarian. The library is like a candy store where everything is free. A good sentiment. Uh, I appreciate that. Shout out to shout out to libraries, a, a, mm-hmm. a valuable resource, something that I think is essential in our society. Yeah, weird to find embedded in a in a Guy Fieri blog, but yeah, yeah. And that's the we end. That's the multitudes. End. That's the end of the ARG. We just wanted to send a nice little message to libraries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and Tumblr user Continuance, who is now Tumblr user Meme Librarian. Uh, who is the creator of Fandometrics, which is a Tumblr blog that like measures like the most popular fandoms every um, like every month or something like that. I don't completely know what it, it does, but um, it, it was like an official Tumblr staff thing. Um, anyway, uh, Tumblr user Mean Librarian reblogged this and said, "I am the librarian." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and someone asked. 
Mrs. Tumblr, is this your doing? Why did you pick Guy Fieri to be our patr- patron saint? Uh, and she reblogged that and said, today is his birthday. You must honor him by going to Flavortown. Um, and then added, like, a couple other, like, staff blogs that was like, oh, like, I hear these staff members are involved in this, and, like, they will also show you the way to Flavortown. <laughs> um, and people started messaging those staff members looking for information on uh, on Flavortown. And <laughs> someone messaged uh, a staff member whose URL is Sreegs and said, like, hey, I will, like, I'll pay you for answers. Uh, and, and they said, would you prefer payment in Tumblr coin, which was uh, a fake cryptocurrency that, uh, Tumblr staff had come up with for April Fool's Day the previous year, I think. Um, and they did, like, a whole thing where you could, like, earn Tumblr coin by, like, interacting with each other. Um, and then eventually at the end of April Fool's Day, the, the Tumblr coin market crash. Um, <laughs> and... It's- we don't need to get deep into it. It's very funny how many different websites like jokingly were just like, Haha, what if we did a crypto? Yeah. And then five years later, they were just like, well, now hold on. What if we did get into this <laughs> NFT now, game? I, I know that we did this as a joke. I know that this was a bit that we did. And the joke but, was, how ridiculous would it have been? But yeah. hear me out. Hear but, me out. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so uh, staff, staff. Tumblr user Sreeg said, you have coin? And this Tumblr user said, of course I do, why wouldn't I? And got back the response, 50 Tumblr coin. <laughs> um, <laughs> they offered 75 Tumblr coin. Uh, and they they kind of haggled. Uh, and eventually Sreeg said, I only have one answer and one thing to trade, but for 75, you could have them both. Uh, and for 75 coin, they said, there is great importance to empty streets and also sent a transparent, like, MS Paint clip art of a donkey <laughs> and said, take care of my steed. They've been good to me. <laughs> I I, I want to say I'm looking at this donkey now and um, I... I want to acknowledge that uh, this donkey is now the most important thing in my life. <laughs> I love, I love them. <laughs> this is perfect. It's a good donkey. It is. Uh, so the the Discord server that had sprung up around this um, adopted this donkey as their mascot. Uh, his name is Sauce. Hell yeah. Um, and they also invited some of the staff members to their Discord. Um, and they got three parts of a map. Uh, they got uh, one from staff member Garbage Cant. Uh, they got one as an overlay that was on different like gifts on the Fairy Frames blogs. And one came from uh, staff member Karag uh, via a DM with someone. Um, and so... Then the librarian also joined the Discord server and started... Uh, talking to everyone and kind of like vaguely answering questions uh someone said does guy fieri know you are doing this and she said no reply (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny that uh tumblr staff put this thing together and they were like hey this will drive traffic to our site perfect let's do this thing and then everyone involved was like we're going to go over there to that website and talk for a little while. And Tumblr staff had to have been like, but we have a website that's perfectly good for talking on. That's the whole point of why we did this. 
Yeah. Please stay on our website. Um. So then, this is all the same day, by the way. This is still the twenty second. This all happened in a day. <laughs> yeah, this all happened in a day. We're not. We're not even done with this whole day yet. Um. <laughs> A Tumblr user, a Tumblr user, had noticed that if you open the source page of the Fieri Frames blog, uh, there was like ASCII art of Guy Fieri, um, and they opened it to take a screen cap because they were like, "Oh, like I want to show this to everyone," and it had changed to a picture of Doctor Phil's face photoshopped on the green M M&M. and M. Incredible. <laughs> Uh, and this launched a whole thing where everyone in the Discord was jokingly shipping Guy Fieri and Dr. Phil. <laughs> because Fieri Frames also made a post that insinuated that Guy Fieri and Dr. Phil had served together in the Gulf War. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Which then became a meme. And then, I think became canon to the ARG. <laughs> I thought I I I lost I lost the thread. And when you said became canon, I was like, hold on. <laughs> I, I have a lot of questions about how that becomes canon. <laughs> so this this write up, uh, which was generously provided by a friend of this show, Paddington, who heard that I wanted to cover this and couldn't find a good write up, but then wrote like 104 pages. Thank you so much. Looking um, at a 104 page document, and thank you truly because this is yeah. uh, incredible. Um, <laughs> this has a little bit of testimony from someone else who played the ARG that said, We all made memes about it and went from haha funny meme to this is semi ironical to this is the only thing we will talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Args. The, Args. Uh, and the, the staff was like aware of it and on Valentine's Day last year, uh they the Tumblr staff made a filiary Tumblr account and they reblogged a bunch of like the art and memes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put they like pinned it on a banner to the dashboard so that everyone could see it. I remember this because people were like, "What? Like, what the fuck is this blog that they're promoting? Like, what is the context of this?" And like, nobody understood that it was <laughs> that it was an arg thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first day of this arc <laughs> on. January twenty third, there was a new post on uh, Fairy Frames. Uh, that had more black and white, uh, gifts. Some of these are, like, a little bit disturbing. They, so, like, the, there's a guy in it that, like, stops having a face. Um. Okay. And the captions say, they're in the distance, humming. Is it a hum? Is it a city? With my eyes, I see a city and hear the hum in a certain key. Hmm. 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 Uh, and the red text in the captions uh, said, there is a city with the key. And then uh, Fieri Fiction posted the same gift set and expanded the caption to say, oh, there is, oh, 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 there is, of bone of stone of great importance, of great importance, of great importance, out of reach of great importance, hum, 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 hum. <laughs> and Garbage Cant, who is a Tumblr staff member, uh, posted a, like, conspiracy board image that 
has uh like a map and a cipher decoder and a bunch of like guy fieri related images with just the caption if you know you know <laughs> great <laughs> Um, to which people looked at this, uh, at this, like, little decoder on the bottom and said, hold on, is that the fucking Voynich manuscript code? (laughs) 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 Alright, so we're getting, we're getting old school. Yeah, and the, the map in the back has a pin that says Flavortown closed. And people spent hours trying to find where this actually was on like a real a real world map to try and find Flavortown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next day, Fiery Frames posted a GIF with a caption that was written in the Voynich manuscript cipher. Uh, and this is another, like, scary black and white gif with a guy who, like, doesn't have a face or is edited to not have a face. Um, okay. And the caption in Voynich read, Thalatium. And there was also another post with text that said, um, like, pages torn from a book, between night and day we wobble and think of not, between night and day we chase inkhorns and loaves. Oh, I don't like this. The, like, Dr. Phil Eminem is photoshopped over a guy's face in this gift set, and it's really upsetting to look at. Oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's really bad. Nope, don't like that. <laughs> Um, and the red text read, between wobble and knot, between inkhorn and loaves. <laughs> the Google Doc says, the clear main takeaway is that filiary has been canonized and totally not the message from the caption. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thalatium- I'm just going to tweet this image, no context. <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, so they found that Thalatium had was the name of one of the cities on the incomplete map that they'd gotten pieces of from staff. Um, and people theorized that this was the city with a key uh, that fairy fiction had mentioned. Um, and the librarian basically popped into Discord chat and confirmed it and said, like, well, I'm really surprised it only took you like four minutes. I'll take note of that for next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Discord that's also. Really, that's genuinely very funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's hard players. <laughs> That's our players. <laughs> the Discord also found uh, the location of Flavortown on the actual map, which is a place called Flavortown Barbecue and Foot Massage, if this doc is correct. <laughs> and it was closed. Jesus, okay. Uh, they asked the librarian about it, and uh, she said, hmm, that shelf has been checked out, but there is this in its place. And it was like an MS Paint drawing of a red herring saying, who me? <laughs> I think the free market and capitalism have gone too far if you've got a place called Flavortown Foot Massage. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. There's also a barbecue. You get some ribs, you get your toes popped. Yeah. I uh, I, went to, I went to tweet that image, and then it said, hold on, uh, you should make this more accessible by adding a description. And then I thought, I don't know how to describe this, and then I decided not to tweet it. So then on the 25th, there was a new post on Fieri Frames that said, Listen, the night is here. It is alone. You are not late. Red fish swim to dead ends. The sound of the howling wind, a forgotten friend. Um, And the red text said, Listen to the wind. Um, 
Fairy Fiction posted the same thing, uh, but added um, a forgotten friend, a friend or foe. The herring sang a bewildering song, shining and blinding, oh, to escape into the dream, to close an eye and see one half, to close both eyes and see it all. We listen to the wind and drift away. We listen, we listen, we listen to the wind. Um, and instead of a GIF, they had a video um, and it had music over, like, the gifts, and it also had, like, a, a text-to-speech b- voice reading the captions. Um, and people were like, well, we're being told to listen. We should probably, like, go through the audio of this video and, like, see if there's anything weird. Um, mm-hmm. They also started uh, bothering the staff members for hints again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... They got a hint from Garbage Cant that said, follow the eye emoji and the bow and arrow emoji. Uh, and the flavor is within, the town is undetermined. They <laughs> <laughs> also got a hint from uh, another staff member that was just an arrow hitting the bullseye emoji. And that was pretty much it. Um, until someone messaged uh, Sreegs, the user who they'd gotten Sauce the Donkey from, <laughs> and uh, got three posts in return. Uh, they were all Fieri Fiction posts. Um, and one had the caption, uh, You'll never know if you don't go into a game and have no luck, he said. I like to be an underdog. Liu said it was important to try to work your ba- way back into games even before you'd won. I think it takes a real talent to come through with a game, said Liu. There, this is about showing us that being good in front of 100,000 or 500,000 people and then winning a game is something you want to think about. Um, and the second one said, get back to the ship, 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 get back to the ship. Now that you've completed two quests, you have a little chance of getting something nice for your money for the rest of the game. When you complete a character level quest, you have to take it. In fact, most of the time, you'll only be able to pick up a small piece of the gear you already own unless you get a quest for the character's own chest. Was that like World of Warcraft rules or something? I think it's certainly from a video game. I just googled it and nothing specific popped up um and the third one just repeats uh good night sis and excellent over and over again um and then (laughs) fieri frames started spamming posts every hour referencing uh the book ulysses by james joyce (laughs) (laughs) i have found uh you should not expect that your arc players know how to read that's just like (laughs) Level one, building an ARG. Uh, so true. I, I went to school for English. I have a degree in English. I have been a writer for 10 years. If you if you put something in front of me that points me towards Ulysses by James Joyce, um, I am taking that as a personal attack. Yeah, I, lo- I like the Discord screenshot in here that says, I want to figure out what this means, but at the same time, I don't want to analyze Ulysses by James Joyce. <laughs> Um, but after several hours, uh, someone in the Discord, uh, grabbed a copy of the book and they discovered that there was a single word each between wobble and knot and inkhorns and loaves, uh, which was eyes and arrow. Um, and Paddington's notes in here says, I'm not crazy sure what this is supposed to lead to. Um, but the best guess was, um... That they 
had that the emojis were meant to point to the the like alchemical symbols for silver and gold somehow because they got a lot of other like clues that were references to silver and gold later on okay Um, okay the next day they got a new post on fiery frames that said one thought of tinctures and birds part of a whole like searching for feathers do you see me the first me the second me or just the darkness behind me and the red text said one part you see the second behind me and One of the GIFs had an overlay of the cover of the book Ore and Argent, which I am looking up to try and look at what the book cover looks like. It would be great if we could get a photo of that in the Discord chat, only because it would push this image of Guy Fieri <laughs> and Eminem Dr. Bill yeah, up got, got you. and remove it from my screen. Thank you. All right, perfect. We did it. <laughs> I am deeply appreciative that it's no longer on my screen. Um, One of the players also was talking to the librarian and said, um, we started looking at some spectrograms based on the close your eyes and listen thing. And she said, how is listening to the wind? And they said, I listened very hard, did not hear anything. And just got the reply, hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. And later that day, they discovered that uh, the audio from that fairy fiction post that they had been trying to analyze had inverted Morse code in it that they had to reverse. Um, and it created the name uh of another location that was on the map pieces that they'd gotten, which was Bulperfield. A lot of this arg was okay. they had to find locations on a map, like straight up. Oh, because we're looking um, for Flavortown, sure. Yeah, we're track. looking for yeah, Flavortown, yeah. Yeah, because they're tracking down Flavortown. Um, the 27th, they got a new gift set that said, Parts of a whole, six holy words, three steps to the zone, a beacon in the night, the alternate light. Uh, and the red text said parts of a whole, six words, three in the source, um, which was later changed to, uh, source was later changed to alternate. So it originally said the source light and three in the source. Um, and then it was changed to the, uh, alternate light and three in the alternate. Um, and they found that in the alt text of the images, uh, was two herons ghouls. Um, G-U-L-E-S, not ghouls, like Halloween ghouls. Um, (laughs) goblins. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, and when they put it together with the, uh, or an Argent clue, uh, Google informed them that these were, uh, heraldry terms. Heraldry. Oh, okay. Like, heraldry, like how you build coat of arms for noble houses and whatever, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and this, these, uh, like knowing that they were looking for a heraldry um, specific thing, led them to another town on the map, which I think had these things in their heraldry. Um, it led them to Friederbach, another city on the map. Um, and on the 29th, they got a new post a new gift set that said i rose from the fire in the darkness i am real the dreamer is is in the circular ruins every midnight i hear the call the two of us hear the fire and the caller um and the red text said i am the midnight caller Hmm. Hmm. there is also a new fieri fiction post with a video that had phone dialing sounds okay and people were able to reverse engineer 
uh, the phone dialing sounds to figure out the phone number um, that they had to call. So they they like listened and figured out like the the beep tones that went to each number. Sure, classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> Uh, they also found out that the... You can do that? Because I've tried to, like, try to do that with my phone, but the buttons make similar enough noises that you can't... Like, four, five, and six will all have the same tone. There is, like, technique, like, um, it requires a level of, like, precision that, like, usually requires software Mm -hmm. or, or, like, specialized training, but technically four, five, and six make different noises, so you can... If you are either trained in it or you have software that will that will like notice it, so they technically make different noises, which is one of the ways that, that that it works. Is like this particular noises, the tones in order is what creates a phone number. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I think I think if you have perfect pitch, you can you can do it too. Yeah, you oh, can. My ears just can... aren't good enough. Okay, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds like maybe a you problem, Andrew. Yeah, this is this is yeah. a skill problem. This is what uh, I, yeah, okay. What I would recommend, actually, Andrew, um, this is actually a really helpful trick for for you know deciphering phone numbers is uh, getting good. Okay, have you considered getting good? I've thought about it. People online have told me that a lot. Um, I uh, I'll do it. All right, <laughs> I feel like we've all made real progress here as people. <laughs> um. <laughs> The uh, the caption on the on the fairy fiction post that gave them the phone number also had a little addition that said, uh, "Hello, Mother Leopard. I have your cub. You must protect her, but that will be expensive. Ten thousand colonets wrapped in brown paper. Midnight behind the box. I'll be the hyena. You see." Um, and they were able to figure out that this was a reference to a story. Uh, called the Circular Ruins by Borgia, who had all who had been quoted in fairy fiction posts before, um, and they tracked down the book of short stories that it, that it was in because it was on the fairy frames GitHub as a PDF. Okay, sure. And and they found that the PDF had a logo on the bottom that was uh, repeated three times. Which was an Ouroboros with a stonemason symbol on the inside. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and then players waited an entire day to call the phone number because they were scared of doing something wrong and they wanted to check with the librarian first. <laughs> no, Which- they waited a whole day because Tumblr users don't want to use the phone. Don't lie to us. Because these, millenni- these millennials, these, these mil- Gen Zs, mm-hmm. are out Can't- here. Pick up a phone. No, not they're too busy someone. talking via their texts and their tweets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, I understand that. Like, I I feel like people, especially when it comes to args, are like, you need to triple check before you like call a phone number for an ARG because if you like call just a regular person and expect. Mm-hmm to like get a clue like the it's not you don't want to the, call someone and just say the most insane shit just yeah, for them to exactly. be like there, I, I did calling the police like <laughs> i did participate in an arg one time that did involve going to the that did involve contacting an art gallery and three days later the art gallery had to make a public facebook post that was like 
Hey guys, we are an art gallery. This is not part of the ARG. We did oh participate in it. Please stop contacting us. Everything from this moment past and forward, all art stuff, only that one post was ARG content. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I, I feel like I understand why they made the whole day, because like, either when you get a phone number in an ARG, you're either like, I'm going to triple check and like, make sure this is the phone com- number I'm supposed to contact before I actually call, or... Someone is like, well, I'll call it. I don't care about the consequences. And then it's, like, wrong, and they end up, like, talking to, like, a restaurant in Colorado or something. And they're like, do you know anything about Guy Fieri? And they're like, oh, yeah, we love Guy Fieri. Is he coming? And then it just gets into a weird, like, yeah. And then, and then because you because you are a socially anxious because you are a socially anxious Tumblr user, you lie and you're like, "Yep, I'll call back later with details." And then you've just you've wrapped yourself into a sitcom plot. <laughs> so when they did call the phone number, they heard a message that said, "Hello, I am the hyena. I know what you were expecting. You have done well, but no, I do not reside in Flavortown. My name is Balden. Good luck on your jur- journey, travel." Um, and Balden was another town on the map that they had. Balden is also the hyena. Good to know. We'll keep this yeah. in our minds for later. <laughs> also the hyena. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the next day on uh, January 31st, they got a post that said, Once we could hear them across the divide, every word of struggle of hope, the great time passes, the great world remains, the gods become silent. Uh, and the red text said, Hear the word of the gods. And they found that... The Fieri fiction post uh, that had been posted simultaneously had a hidden spectrogram that was like a string of numbers and letters and characters. And they discovered that it was a save password for the game Battle of Olympus. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is a 1988 action role-playing game for the NES. Great. Hell yeah. Love it. So I assume they had to find, like, a ROM hack of this. <laughs> Tumblr, I, I Tumblr like, user Battle of Olympus fan types in, you motherfuckers, it's my time to shine. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been posting here for three years. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I assume nobody had just, like, had this game for the NES lying around, but maybe they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they found that if you so the the passwords for that game were called Words of the Gods, um, and so people were like, "Oh, okay, that that's our clue of like where you need to type it in." Um, and it that save places you at uh, Phrygia, which was another town on the map. Um, and this was a game where you could set character names, and your name in this specific save file was Fron, which was another name of a city on the Flavortown map. Okay. Uh, and the princesses was Onario, which I think was also another town on the map. This is very cool. This is actually, this is great. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I like the, the like, almost metaphorical way to find Flavortown. Like, it's not just geographic puzzles. There's also, like... This town is a person. This town is a character in a video game. Like, mm-hmm. getting to Flavor Town is more than just a location on a map. It's a frame of mind. Yeah. So, on February 2nd, uh, there was a new 
uh, post that they got that said, I saw the fire. It began as the earth grew. Walking towards the moon, relying only on the late hour, I went beyond the horizon. For want of a map, the sky was lost. The world was lost. They say the sun is something new, but I did know it. I could not comprehend it. Um, and the red text said, I began walking, relying on a map I did not comprehend. Um, and in one of the gifts, there was a frame where you could see a restaurant menu board. Um, and people checked this against the actual episode because they were like, oh, those are some like weird characters on, on that board. We should check and make sure they're not <laughs> just like a thing from the episode before we start trying to solve them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found that it was actually a cipher. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, a substitution cipher, but they didn't have a reference point to like start it from. They didn't have know what any of the letters were. So they guessed that the first word, um, which had, uh, two like repeat letters that were repeated throughout the rest of it and then a double letter was tell. Um, and so they were able to brute force it from there and they got tell Tumblrbot the, the shepherd sent you. Okay. There's a fun little, uh, screen cap of the, the mm-hmm. notes of the person who cracked it in here like this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, a side note, this is just a Jeff fact that I, I want my good friends Marn and Andrew to have. <laughs> I love ciphers. They are legitimately one of my favorite things in the world. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. I adore a good cipher. I was just reminded uh, yesterday of the Ave Maria cipher, which I think that more args should use. I think we've only talked about one uh, that has ever done it, but it's just like it's it's a Latin cipher where you're ostensibly reading like the Ave Maria, but you're inserting different words in there in a different order, and each one stands for a different letter of the alphabet. That's, That's sick. cool. That's really it's cool. It's very cool. More <laughs> hey, our creators who are listening to this, y- use the Ave Maria cipher. I don't care what you have to make up to put that in your <laughs> arc. <laughs> um, so Tumblr bot. Is a bot on Tumblr. Okay, hold on. <laughs> as, let me grab my notes. <laughs> as the name implies, um, it is a official, like it's an official staff run uh, bot that you can message, and it doesn't actually do a whole lot. But um, sounds like sometimes, Tumblr. like yeah, and like sometimes the staff like post funny stuff on on Tumblr bots blog or whatever. Um, but they found that you can message uh, Tumblrbot and say, the shepherd sent me, um, and Tumblrbot would send you a picture of the map, or another piece of the map, uh, hmm. which had new new towns on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. New towns such as fish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I oh, do yeah. appreciate this is like this is like an old school map, not like yeah, not yeah, like this a is like Google a, map. Yes, it's like an old timey fantasy map. Um, I do appreciate that some of these they like clearly tried very hard to make up like fantasy town names, and some of them they gave up and were like fish, <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, Tiburg. Yeah, um, fish is so, very fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fish is very good. 
So on the third, they got a new post that said, we find solace in the stars made by the divine intruder. We put them in our pockets. And the red text said, find the intruder. Um, Hmm. And the source code of that post, or no, the, just the, the post source, uh, which is a thing on Tumblr where like, you can set like the, uh, the source of a post to be like, Oh, like this person's blog. Um, led them to a post um, from amithedreamer.tumblr.com that had a bunch of images from the Codex Seraphineus, um, which okay. is a encoded manuscript. I think this is where the Voynich manuscript is from, if I'm not mistaken. I think that Maybe word I'm- is Seraphianus. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I got lost a little bit in all the I's and N's that they have in there. <laughs> I think um, it's uh, it's Latin for angel butthole. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Um, no, okay, so this is not where the Voynich text is, but it has been compared to the Voynich manuscript. Um, it is a manuscript of hand-drawn illustrations of, like, weird plants and animals that don't actually exist um and it is written entirely in ciphertext um these these flowers that the post link to are actually very cool they're just like fucked up plants (laughs) um and they found that the homepage of am i the dreamer had more voynich manuscript text on it uh that read who is the dreamer when translated okay um, and players messaged Am I the Dreamer through uh, Tumblr Messenger, and they only received the phone number that they'd already discovered in reply. Um, but when they called it, they found that the message had changed to, Hello, hello, I'm speaking to you from across the divide. I have reached the zone. Where am I? Who am I? Why am I here? I am passing through dimensions, la- navigating a labyrinth of time and space. Bones, water lilies, refrigerators, a house of cards, apples inside apples, impossible plants, an intruder. Find the intruder, find the intruder, find the intruder, find the intruder. Okay. So now we get into the interdimensional travel aspect of this ARG. <laughs> oh, goody. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That, as, as you do. As, as one does. Um, this, this ARG has some layers to it. I'm not sure if you know this. <laughs> I've, ga- I've gathered. There's the diners, there's the dive-ins, and the drives. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's one of those ones where you start off thinking that it's just a scavenger hunt, but there's actually like lore hidden under the surface. Um, the next post they got was on February 6th, um, and the captions were, Our ancestors walked these roads many times. Our ancestors are their shadows. Those These roads are their copies. Am I the thought or the thinker? It's hard to tell now, even when I look closer. The sea left without us. The bridge collapsed before us. In the darkness, a single candle. And an eclipse of moths surrounding me. Um, and the red text just said, look closer. Uh, players were theorizing about the intruder. Uh, they thought that possibly it was this user called Kyle who had like tricked all of them into thinking that they were a staff member and was like giving them like fake hints at one point. Classic Kyle. Um, 
<laughs> but was like still allowed to hang out in the Discord. They they had a voting period. Uh, somebody claimed that they saw Kyle vent. Kyle was like, actually, I'm an engineer, so I have the ability to vent. Somebody else was like, well, then why were you by a body? Why didn't you report it? It was a whole ordeal. Um, and finally, they compared the photo uh, of like the, the flowers and the ciphertext that they'd found on Am I the Dreamer to the original from the actual book. Um, and they found that the version on the Tumblr page uh, one of the plants had like an additional root drawn onto it. And they sent Am I the Dreamer a picture uh, and said, is this the intruder? And Am I the Dreamer said, yes. Uh, and when asked, what should we do with it? Am I the Dreamer said, locate it. Okay. Um, Am I the Dreamer also talked in like weird stylized text that looked like Voynich manuscript text, but was just like straight English. Um on the 7th, there was a new Fieri Frames post that had nine GIFs in it. Um, and it said, The map is made of living things. The intruder once lived among us, there by the border. It is hard to remember now. In a different life, we met at the zone, a city now surrounded by the divide. Well, now it rests. The intruder, the river. But who can remember? Um, and the red text said, There is a city by the river. And in the third GIF on that post, uh, an overlay of a map was a discovered, was an overlay of a map was discovered that correlated to a section of the map that they already had um, with a river on it. Um, and there was also a tag on the post that said, you must look more closely, but then changed to you must look more carefully that then was erased entirely. Um, and they <laughs> Two found writers that... got into a tiff and we're just like, well, fine, we'll just remove it if we can't agree on the words. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was found, I think, later on. Uh, yeah, Pat Paddington and Post was put here. I believe the intruder was intended to be this river. Um, and if you look at like the shape of the the like extra root that they found in the shape of the river, they, they match up. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they theorized that the city that they were now looking for was uh, the city next to this river, uh, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It's a fantasy city. It's Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> same um, basic thing. Yeah. Same basic thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the talc. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sounds right to me. Yeah. It's like fake or Welsh or some shit. Yeah. Like Marn said. Yeah. Um, on the 8th, they got a new post that said, There are dangerous forces, jackrabbits and hyenas. We move through time and space. We rendezvous at midnight as the world shifts again. Um, and the letters that were read in this post uh, were Adjvaz. And people theorized that this was a reference to a writer, Michal Ajvaz, uh, who was a magical realist writer who published an essay on Borgia, um, who wrote a book called Empty Streets. Um, and if you remember, one of the staff members had messaged a player and said, there is great importance to empty streets. Now, I, I want to call something out here. We made a joke. We made some jokes about this very early on. 
I'm not convinced that this isn't just an ex- a, a, a way to encourage Tumblr users to take advantage of the many resources available in their local library. <laughs> like, the number of these things that are like, hey, go buy this interesting book or check out this interesting essay. I'm not convinced that this isn't just an elaborate pl- – this is big – this is big library <laughs> making a power play is what this is. I do think that at least one person involved in, like, the creation of this ARG – went into it with the goal of, like, getting a bunch of Tumblr users to read, like, magical realist and surrealism authors. <laughs> please is, read, a, this please is, read a book. This is Tumblr actively being like, please read another book. Please. <laughs> yeah. This is them just like, we have the power, we can force them to read another book. Um, And so the first GIF in that post also had a big, like, paragraph written in Voynich Manuscript Cipher, um, if you paused it at the right uh, place. And it was written on a piece of paper that also had, like, a, a Greek letter psi drawn in the background, uh, the players thought. Um, it's just like a, a, a little trident symbol. Um, and the cipher was decoded to say, I am trying to send this message from the divide. I don't know who will receive it, if anyone will ever receive it. I was given the coordinates to the zone. It is the quietest place in this universe. I am breaking the silence with these words. How did I get here? Who am I now? Guy, help, is that you? We spent our lives looking for the key, the three of us. I don't know what happened to Remedios and Leonora. And others, too. I will find them. We were inside the cabin. It was larger on the outside than the inside. There was a giant mirror. We traded places with our doubles. Friend or foe, friend or foe. But there was a fourth, an intruder. I had to enter its dream. I banished it to aim an attack on my way here. That was an eternity ago. I have a key, but the door keeps changing. The house keeps moving. The universe keeps shifting. Time is standing still, and everything is happening at once. To move forward, I am threading the needle. I am creating a time and place. Precise steps. I want to get home. I want to find the others. Wherever they are, they left markers along the way. I can feel them now, like magnets. I will look for them. Where do I go? And it had like a list of all of the cities on the map that they hadn't yet visited. Oh no, I hear hyenas. I must go. I must carry the dream across the threshold. Um, God damn it, Balden. Get out of here. <laughs> Notably, it mentions the town fish twice, uh, which confirmed players' suspicions that there are two cities named fish. As there should be. Um, and there was a lot of speculation as to like who had actually written this and like what the other names referred to in the text are. Um, and with some Googling and, like, finding uh, people who were connected to each other and, like, connected to other clues, um, it was found that the, uh, the Leonora and Remedios who are mentioned in this text were, uh, the real, (laughs) the real life people, (laughs) um, (laughs) Leonora Carrington, who was a, uh, British-born Mexican surrealist painter and novelist, and Remedios Varro, who was a Mexican surrealist artist. Hmm. Cool. Uh, and it was theorized, I think, at either at this point or later, that the actual narrator of this text was uh, Caddy Horna, who uh, was a Mexican surrealist photographer who uh, 
was like friends or associated with Leonora Carrington or Remedios Varro. Okay. So so we got lore now. We got we got lore, we got surrealist <laughs> painters. Yeah, we're getting into the good shit. I'm looking through these uh I'm looking through Remedios Varro's art and this is some cool surrealist shit. It is. I, I don't know how to describe surrealist art except just like, wow, that's pretty not real. <laughs> wow, it's pretty surrealist. Yeah. I've seen more surreal. <laughs> um and um then on the ninth, uh there was no new post on Fieri Frames, uh, which players theorized that maybe they had missed something in the post the day before that the GMs were still waiting for them to find. Um, they did some following up on empty streets, but they couldn't find an online copy of it. Um, and then one uh, Discord user found the mysterious symbol from the background of the cipher paragraph in the empty streets, the like little trident thing, um, and posted it in the Discord and said, it looks like the book rev- revolves around a symbol. Does this look like anything we've seen before? <laughs> um, and they also asked the librarian if she had any books related to empty streets, but they did not get a response. On an unrelated note, a bunch of Tumblr staff members did tweet on February 8th, or on February uh, 9th that they happened to be at an all-day company picnic. This is unrelated <laughs> to anything in the ARG. <laughs> they were in an all-day team-building conference. <laughs> <laughs> so on the 10th, they did get a new post at midnight uh, EST, and it said, the sky is empty, the fire fills the inevitable The fire fills the invisible streets. They circle us. But whose circle is bigger? They stole the moon. But is there another? There is a city this darkness can't hide. Nice Protoman reference. Tumblr, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The red text said, empty streets circle the city. Um, And in the second gif, um, there were three portraits and two, like in in, like the normal Diners, Dives, and Dives episode there were, um, and two of them had the faces blacked out, like usual in the GIFs, and one was unedited. Um, and people thought that, like, maybe it was a reference to the three surrealist artists, um, two of whom had gotten, like, lost in this zone that they'd been hearing about. Um, it was also posited that uh, there's a city the darkness can't hide could be referring to the section of the map that was a lot darker than the rest of it. Uh, they also remembered that the librarian had said something into the Discord like a week prior, saying that she had found a notebook uh, and the cover was a night scene of a moon illuminating a path. Um, and inside the notebook was the words, many are important to the one. Hmm. Uh, players also found that the phone message had changed again. Um, it played a minute and 30 second long audio. Um, and around the 30 second mark, uh, indecipherable words started to be spoken. <laughs> um, and there was like music that was played at the end, which was found that it was from the soundtrack to Rain World. Uh, which is a video game. And 
They noted that one of the characters in Rainworld is called Looks to the Moon. And we're like, wow, we've been get- getting a lot of moon-like symbology that we don't really know what to do with. <laughs> um, and Is this all a build to announcing the next moon landing stream? Is that what this is all about? <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> and that's when, we, that's when it turned out that the staff members of Tumblr were Mart and Andrew. And they announced... <laughs> No joke, we always get to a point uh, just before every big major stream that we do where I think, oh, it would be cool if we did a, a ARG for this. <laughs> and then I'm just like, this would have been a great idea to have six months ago. This is not a good idea to have six hours before this starts. Yeah. Stop doing this right now. <laughs> hey, we're two months out from Extra Life. We could do it. Now there's an idea. Mm-hmm. Now there's an idea. Um, and at this point, people started messaging, uh, am I the dreamer again? And saying, uh, we received your message. Is this Katie? Do you need help? Um, and getting back the response, the trident and the letter. Um, and they theorized that uh, maybe this was a reference to the symbol from the background of the text. Um, and maybe they were right. And it was actually the Greek letter Psi. Um and then M.I. the Dreamer sent out uh, the GIF f- that they'd gotten the Voynich cipher from, um, but the cipher in that GIF was formatted differently to the original. Um, and they retranslated it just to see like if anything had changed, um, but nothing stood out to them. Hmm. Um, they also noted that uh, the Tumblr blog T... Uh, who was a known associate of, like, the people running the ARG, um, might have been the letter talked about in in the message, and this was later confirmed by the librarian. (laughs) They were like, oh, we know someone associated with this ARG who literally goes by a letter. Uh, the librarian also put in Discord, I've been looking all day for a book. The only thing I can find looks like a book and feels like a book. But instead of words or pictures, it's just the symbol on the cover on every page. Um, and it was the, the symbol from, um, the, uh, the empty streets, the like little trident D symbol. Um, and she said, sorry, I haven't been much help lately. I feel like all of my shelves have, had just become this. Uh, also, the guy, the Fieri bot went down this day, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was no post uh, on the 11th on the next day. Um, but there, well, there was no like red text post the next day. But they did get a regular GIF um, of a guy in a diner's drive-ins dives episode saying, look around you. <laughs> and... <laughs> In the alt text, it said, the message is the letter. Uh, and after after two hours of confused deliberation, the alt text changed to the trident and the message, circle the city. Um, and they realized that what they had to do was paste the full trident image from the empty streets over the, cut, the cutoff version in the Voynich letter. Um, and once they did that, the little circle at the bottom of that symbol circled a single city name. That's great. Okay. Rules. Yeah, that's very fun. This is, uh, <laughs> is- this is how the last Starfire or the, the last Skywalker goes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, 
It's very, this is very cool. It's also extremely funny that it took them, like, two full calendar days to figure this out. (laughs) Yeah, the first 34 (laughs) steps of this we tore through in, like, a day, in, like, four hours, and then this one they were like, that's two days later, god damn it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And they were able to find that Rickingen was the next city, um... And so you can see the updated map in this doc. Uh, all of the, um, all of the cities that they've already kind of discovered are highlighted in green. Um, and they, they're still looking for Flavor Town. Aren't we all? So <laughs> aren't we all looking for Flavor Town? So at midnight on the 12th, uh, a new, they got a new post with red text that said, our story's infinite, our paths are crossed, we search. For ourselves, for the others, lost and untethered, can you hear my words? Can I hear theirs? Um, and the red text said, search for the lost words. And one of the gifts was found to have an overlay of a crossword puzzle, which they then isolated and kind of cleaned up and made into the blank puzzle. Um, they then checked the post again while they were deliberating over it to find that the overlay had changed slightly. Uh, to have certain boxes that were grayed out and they and the players are like okay so like these are the letters that we're gonna need to pull out uh when when we finish filling this out um they also found that the midnight caller phone message had changed to a series of verbally spoken crossword clues (laughs) this is very fun um but it was only the across clues they didn't have the down clues um okay and the clues were uh, she uh, five across, she lends help, etc. Six, his able. Eight, second city. Nine, accidentally in love. Twelve, they know the way. Thirteen, ask T. Fifteen, uh, Codex Serafinos. This person did not spell it right. One ninety nine, <laughs> final form. Sixteen, what are you up to? May thirty first, twenty nineteen. Twenty, he hates them. Twenty one, his cane. Okay. Um, they later found out, so I should note that his able and his cane are spelled uh, A-B-L-E and C-A-N-E. Uh, I believe they later found out that this was a homonym mishearing situation and it was supposed to be Cain and Abel from the Bible. Ah, <laughs> got sure, it. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they were able to fill some of these out. So they, uh, they realized that uh, She Lends Help was the librarian... Um, the second city was like literally the second city that they'd found. Uh, accidentally in love was filiary. Uh, 12 was T. 20, uh, they thought was eggs or maybe rats. Cause they were like, what does Guy Fieri hate? <laughs> <laughs> um, they theorized that Cain and Abel were supposed to be Guy Fieri's sons. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> because they were like, well, those are the only, like, thematically close, like, people that make sense to us. And as we all know, one of uh, Guy Fieri's sons killed the other with a rock, so. <laughs> sure, that's why that's why Guy Fieri was cast out of Flavortown, and thus. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I believe we all, we've all, we've all, we've all studied the text. Yeah, sure. as we all know. Yeah. I watched the Food um, Network documentary. <laughs> Pin my chair around. Hey, kids. You know who else? You know who else delivered some good food? 
<laughs> we can move on at any time. so once they had done all of the across clues to the best of their ability they were only left with two blanks and like uh, two that they thought that it was either one letter or another um and they were able to figure out that uh the last letters were probably m and n um and then the letters would rearrange to spell uh, Neamter, which was one of the cities on the map. Um, so then, I, I like it when you kind of... I like it when arcs kind of give players a puzzle that they, they can do about, like, 50% of, and then kind of brute force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is also very funny that they gave them the crossword clues uh, through the phone, <laughs> so that some of them were, like, misinterpreted at first. um and so then on the 13th on on february 13th uh they got a new post that said i am like the spider i weave my life and then move along in it i am like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside the dream and the red text said am i the dreamer um and there were some like weird overlays on people's faces uh, in this gif and they were found to be masks that Caddy uh, Horna had made for her photography um, and people realized that the red text was meant to lead them to Am I the Dreamer on Tumblr um, and they found that there was new Voynich on the page which led them to uh, an ex- like a little URL extension to get an mp4 um, they found also that the midnight caller message had changed again to spell out the same file name. Um, and, oh no, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, so it was a, it was a file, um, that was like Tumblr underscore whatever dot mp4. Um, and Tumblr blogs don't, like, do extensions like that. Um, plus you have to know, uh, like, you have to know what blog is hosting them in order to get anywhere so um people started messaging like tumblr staff people and am i the dreamer being like hey do you have this video file because like they didn't know where it was stored like all they knew was that it was hosted through tumblr because it said tumblr on it mm-hmm. um and then so eventually sreegs messaged uh paddington or whoever helped write this, I think somebody else helped write part of this, um, Sriggs messaged people back with a video that uh, had the file name, uh, and the video had a message inside of it. Actually, what is this video? I haven't clicked on this. I'm assuming it's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. <gasps> it's not. What is this? Oh, it's from... Um, oh, it's The Zone. It's from The Zone. It's a Russian movie about... Uh, it's the... Oh, it's like Stalker, right? Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, I think this is from Stalker. I think that's yeah, that's the the zone is zone is the tabletop role playing game inspired by Stalker. Uh, Okay, Um, yep, that's where I got mixed up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a clip from Stalker where they're talking about the zone. Um. And it also has a frame hidden in it. Uh. That if you increase the contrast, it shows the down clues for the. Uh, the crossword puzzle written in Voynich manuscript text. Fun. Um, which they they kind of didn't need because their hunch was right and it did spell out like the name of the city that they thought it would. Um, 
I do want to highlight that the first clue, uh, one down is ass <laughs> sauce. Ass sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Which Incredible. Is sauce. Incredible. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to lie. I uh, went to his restaurant. That's what it tasted like. <laughs> ass sauce. <laughs> so then uh, the next day they got a new gift set. Uh, the caption says, Something has happened. Time hides and the world stops. And I wait nestled in between. Oh, leafy oaks give shade to the quiet bones here laid. And the red text said, Something hides here. Um, and in one of these gifts, uh, someone's face is overlaid with a mask that was created by Leonora Carrington. Um, <laughs> from a production of The Tempest. Uh, there's also a weird farm statue in the last gif um, that people thought that it was like something that Tumblr staff had put in there, but they watched the episode and they were like, no, that that's really in there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a picture of it in the dock if you scroll down a little bit. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it looks like the kind of stuff they'd been it inserting. Does. It, it matches perfectly with 100%. the aesthetic of everything else. Um, and um, I love they f- one of my favorite things about this ARG is that occasionally we get people that are just like, "All right, fine, let me track down this episode of Drivers, Dine-ins, and Dives <laughs> to see if we can uh, find anything here." <laughs> I think I've yeah. said the name of that show a bunch of different ways, and I don't think I've ever said it correctly. I, I think I just called it Drivers, Dine-Ins, and Dives. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons and Dives. Yeah, you know. d and d Hey, this is a D&D quick, uh, this is just a quick uh, shout out to listeners. Uh, update your drivers. You know, they probably need to get updated. Uh-oh, Jeff. <laughs> software's probably, software's probably, you know, it's gonna, gonna solve a lot of problems. Uh, just give it a quick refresh. <laughs> So um, they discovered that some of the text from this caption um, was from a Italian poem called uh, The Lament of Andrigeo, which was a 1500s or 1400s uh, like pastoral poem. Um, And the midnight caller number had been updated to say, hides there, not here. Sorry, I have nothing for you, traveler. Godspeed. Um, The players also found that this particular poem uh, only existed on one single web page. It only exists on the web page that they found it on uh, that had like all the poems from this book that was called like an anthology of Italian poems, 13th through 19th century. Uh, that were all translated into English, um, and every other every other uh, like website they could find only referenced this uh, this poet uh, Jacopo Sanazaro's uh, other major work Arcadia, um, and people uh, found like went and like found translated copies of Arcadia online. Um, they found that like it didn't have the quote in it, um, and then they found a, a different translation that did have the quote, um, and they were like, "Well, I don't know what to do with this, so I guess we'll sit on it." <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then the next day, the 15th, uh, Fury Fiction dropped a new post that said, Something has happened. Time hides and the world stops. And I wait nestled in between. Oh, leafy oaks give shade to the quiet bones here laid. Um, and they were like, oh, the thing from the poem again. Um, and Am I the Dreamer changed again. And if you clicked the Voynich symbol on their page, it redirected to a video um, that is just like a black... Sc- oh, it's David Lynch. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, Dad. <laughs> hi, David Lynch. <laughs> it's a black screen and then David Lynch is there. Um, and is this from is this specifically a clip from Twin Peaks the Return? I think so, yeah. He's got a he's got a hearing aid in mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh yeah, there's yep, yeah, this is from Twin Peaks the Return because there's uh the other FBI guy, the mean FBI guy. Mm-hmm. So this is specifically a clip from the return. Um and the the last bit it like cuts to black and it plays uh spectrogram audio beeps um and if you run it through a spectrogram it says there is a message where the world stands still hmm. mm-hmm. um and then am i the dreamer changed their front page again and it redirected you to the fairy frames post they'd gotten on the previous day uh and one of the players uh significant foliage realized that where the world stands still probably meant the still image from that post, which was the creepy farm statue, which was not a gif, it was a still image, um, <laughs> which had the text, To the Quiet Bones Here Laid on it. Um, they also saw that uh, the most recent uh, Fieri Fiction post was from a place called Sebastopol, um, and the Twitter account for Friary Frames had a geotag in Santa Rosa where there is a Sebastopol road. Um, but they realized that Santa Rosa was probably an Easter egg because that's where Guy Fury lives. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, they did find after that conclusively was that if you ran the still image through a steganography decoder, um, which for for Jeff's benefit is it's a little decoder where you put in an image and then it pulls out all of the text hidden in mm, the image. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if so, if somebody is like put hidden text in there, um, it had a message that said, I'm alive, Leonora. Hmm. And the next day okay. they got a Fieri frames post that has some fun stuff in it. It has some fun gifts of Guy Fieri with his face blacked out driving a it is convertible. <laughs> I, I'm, I saw this first one of him in his convertible with his face blacked out, and my first thought was the JFK assassination. So, <laughs> this is doing things to me. Uh huh. <laughs> I should probably watch more Guy Fieri if this is where my brain goes when I see a person in a convertible. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, what a what a weirdo you are, Andrew, associating associating a visual with one of the most iconic historical events in American modern history. How, what what a what a weirdo that that's the association that you make. It doesn't help that it's in black and white, and uh, yeah, the I had a teacher. The, ang- the uh, angle the angle is the yeah, same. I had a history teacher that showed us JFK in part of our history class. 
because uh, he was really interested in us uh, not trusting the official designation of what happened with the JFK assassination, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, and the caption says, uh, the story read itself to me, unwitnessed by waking eyes. When the night falls, who will you be? An entire world on fire inside me, delivering a message for them to see. And the red text said, read the entire message. <laughs> There, that's a scary thought to ARG players. <laughs> <laughs> to which a bunch of the players were like, oh, fuck, there was a lot more text hidden in that image, wasn't there? <laughs> um, and so they ran it through, like, the, the D-Stag thing again, and they found a much longer message that said... I am alive, Lenora. I am alive, Remedios. Darling friends, how little we knew in Arcadia. How I wished we could do it over. And now I am without you. The stars turn and a time presents itself. We saw it in the distance. We saw it and we went. We knew where to, but not where from. How could we have? In the zone, the longer way means less risk. Now I know. Where do all the stories come from? Where do all the stories go? Between worlds, I have seen you, shepherding, bound by time and place, selflessly helping. I love you for who you are, for what you always were. I saw you, but when? The stars turn and a universe presents itself. There is a time and I will find it. For now, I keep moving. Um, and then it had a URL to et in Arcadia Ego at HirokuApp.com. It is uh, so which- funny that all of this was just hidden in <laughs> hidden in the last one without any acknowledgement or understanding that it was just there. Yeah. It's so funny that they somehow only managed to get the first They got the first sentence. line and we're like they got the first line and we're like, that's it. Time Good. to stop. <laughs> Hey, team, great job. That's enough solving today. (laughs) They they just solved it and were like, well, guess uh, guess we don't know what to do now. You know the Futurama episode where Fry moves into the apartment? He moves in with Bender? That's what that was. It was they moved into the closet, they spent the entire episode (laughs) sitting there, and then the next day we're like, oh, there's a door. Um, and so this this web page has a background picture, a message written in Voynich manuscript, which I believe is different if you go there now. No, it's not. It uh, it's the same. Um, and a red button that you can click on. Um, and the background picture is uh, Trace Destinos, which is a Remedius Varro painting. Um, okay. And the Voynich says, "The road ahead is treacherous. How do you travel to the next city?" And the button text said, choose wisely. Do we need mm. to put more in to see if there's an entire novel's worth of clues after this, too? <laughs> uh, actually, if you, if you, there's a, there is a, there's a read more click. If you click that read more link, it says, how do you travel to the next city? I will tell you. And then there's actually really detailed instructions. <laughs> it says, by the way, the next city's Flavortown. You're going to make a left at the upcoming, uh, on the road to fish. Just make a left after two miles and you're there. Um, one of the players also found a um, magazine article about uh, Trace Destinos, which the the painting is called Trace Destinos and Mexico. Um, it is it has like three figures sitting in different towers, um, and the trio named in this uh, in this like analysis of the painting is uh, Remedios Varro, Leonora Carrington, and PK Page. To which um, 
the players were like, oh, maybe we were wrong, like, theorizing that, like, this other photographer was, like, a part of the trio, even though we did get, like, like the only clue that we had was, like, a, a gift that had, like, one of her masks in it. Um, hmm. Okay. Because uh, P.K. Page was also, like, a, a painter and a poet who was... Um, who had like a friendship and a very close relationship to Remedios Varro and Leonora Carrington and was like suspected to be depicted in this um, particular painting with the two of them. Um, it was also found by uh, the players that clicking in the clicking on the upper text of the page instead of the red button, it opens your laptop directory to upload a file. Um, and people were like, oh, this is how we're supposed to upload how we travel to the next city. Um, and after some discussion, they decided to upload a picture of Sauce, the donkey. They're going to sacrifice Sauce? No, they're, they're, they're using Sauce to travel to the next city. I know. I've played enough games to know that you never give up something that you love without expecting it to get taken away from you. <laughs> um and when you uploaded uh the the picture of sauce that the players have been given way back in the beginning you get a page that says you ride sauce your noble steed to elite avenda hell yeah i'm curious how they programmed this i am also curious were they looking really for that specific image file or the metadata in it because if you just screenshotted it or took something it should be different i'm this is the thing that has me the most curious: is how they expected to get the same image coming back and to know to. I print bet you this had off. to. I bet you had to save the save the image file that was sent over, and it had metadata on it that linked mm. to mm-hmm. the upload. That seems like it's probably the the way to go. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, because it, it can't be file name, or you could just fucking upload anything called like sauce.gif. Yeah, sauce.jpg, <laughs> and it's just a picture of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it has to be like metadata or like file size or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that is where we'll end part one with uh, the the players of the Flavor Town Saga riding their noble steed Sauce off with to the next city. You ride Sauce, your noble steed, to Alita Alita Venda. Um, yeah. Once you arrive, when you arrive there, the town guard greets you and says hello. Come inside, and then you are taken to the head of the town, who says for. Four, four knocks north, there is a cave, and inside that cave, there is a spider, and then you have to gather your party. <laughs> we have a shopping trip montage. Uh, Andrew, we've tricked you. This is actually an actual play. Do you have your character sheet? Oh, no. I do have character sheets, but it's only Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, uh, well, no, I don't Andrew. fuck with Dungeons and Dragons. I was going to say, you want to you throw down? I'll throw down. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, if you if you submitted an incorrect image, you got a little screen that said, uh, sorry, this will not get you there in one piece. Oh, shit. One piece is in. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe one piece is in the front of your frames we're on, ARG. We're, on the boat. <laughs> we're eating our fruits. Ate the sauce sauce fruit. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm excited to pick up with... Our travels on sauce into the next town uh, on our next time. Um, But in the meantime, I guess, uh, shall we get into recommendations before we call it for the week? 
Let's do it. All right. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you been playing or listening to or watching anything that feels kind of argy or interesting that you want to shout out and tell people about? Argy or interesting? Um, I... Let me think about that. I have to think it through. Doesn't have to be Argy necessarily. That's where we kind of started and it kind of got away from us. If I remember um, right, uh, l- let me check my notes. The last time hypothetically you were on, you recommended Dragon Ball Z. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. So uh, the thing that I'm going to recommend is a little bit Argy because there are. There are puzzles that you have to solve in the form of button combinations you have to press in a certain order mm-hmm. to access the information that you need and to make the computer do things. Is a game called Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of it. Uh, it's very, very good. I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, and yeah, it's a game that I like. Um, the thing that I'm going to recommend is... Uh, I really don't want it to just be Fighter Z, and I need a quick second to think it through. <laughs> um, fuck, it might just be Fighter Z. That might be the thing that I've been engaging with the most. No, you know what I'm going to recommend? I actually know exactly what it is, and it is a little bit argy. There are ciphers. Uh, I have been playing a game for the past few months that I think that the two of you would enjoy, and I think that it's got a little bit of an argy vibe. Uh, I've been playing a game called Myrtle. Hmm. Uh Myrtle is a daily wordle style uh murder mystery game. Ooh. Uh every day it's a little bit of it's a lot it's a it's it's just a logic puzzle that you have to go through and solve uh the murderer so you have to find like usually the suspect, the motive, the room and the weapon or some variation thereof. And it involves sometimes you'll have like a fingerprint, and you got to match the fingerprints to the suspects and sometimes there are Sometimes there are there are ciphers you have to solve, and then you've got to do a lot of like Sister Lapis was not in the locomotive, and then you fill out your little note, your little logic grid, and it's a thing that I really enjoy. And every day I just I'm sit down and I'm like I get to solve a little bit of a puzzle today, and it is uh, of 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 the many of the many Wordle style games. It is one of my favorites. I have put in M U R D L E, and I got. What is essentially hangman wordle? Uh what is how do you spell M U R M U R D L E dot com. Ah, okay. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Different Myrtle. Cool. Yeah, if you pull up Myrtle.com, uh it is a daily mystery by GT Carver, and you just solve a little murder mystery every day. This is fascinating. I played a lot of Wordle and eventually I lost my streak through no fault of my own. And uh, I stopped playing Wordle immediately. I just got angry and never never touched it again. So this looks really cool. That is the thing I will recommend. Yeah, I feel like I've seen you post about this, but I've never actually this I, gone so and, and done I it. Try, I, I, I stopped posting my, my Wordle and Myrtle and Hurdle scores on social media because I know that it's an accessibility nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of stopped posting them, but I still just do them every day. And sometimes like I'll talk about it in sort of vague terms, but it's just a nice little thing to just take up a little bit of my day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Have you, speaking of little things to take up a lot of your day, uh, have you heard of Kane's Jawbone? Kane's Jawbone? No, I have not. So I have. <laughs> it, is, it is a book that is essentially a giant puzzle. Uh, I guess this is my recommendation for the week, despite I've never done it. Um, 
It is a book that is a big murder mystery puzzle where your job is to figure out uh, who was murdered, who did the murder or murders, I'm not sure how deep it goes, and what the correct order of the pages in the book is. Huh. So it is, I have a paperback copy on my desk. It is a book that you're supposed to cut out, spread all of the pages around, uh, and figure out the correct configuration of the book. And in doing so, you will identify who was murdered and who did the killing. Huh. I believe three or four people have done it total and gotten it correct. I love this. I'm obsessed with this. Four people have solved Kane's jawbone. Uh, one of whom, the most recent one, was John Finnamore, a uh, noted creator of British television and radio. Hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, I want to. I, I want to get into that at some point, but I know, like, the second I pick it up, it's going to become my whole week. This is <laughs> Extra Life 2022. It's all of us standing oh, around God. Kane's jawbone <laughs> trying to solve it. Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be my recommendation for the week. A book I've never read nor opened, but do own. It sits Hell there yeah. mocking me. <laughs> uh, Marn, what are you into lately? Uh, my recommendation for this week is probably very obvious, but it's the video game Immortality. <laughs> I hear that's incredible. Yeah, it's fuck it, it fucking rips, Andrew. <laughs> uh, I feel like you would really enjoy it. Um <laughs> It is, it's by Sam Barlow, who made her story, um, and, like, his, uh, studio that he worked with, Half Mermaid, um, it is, basically the premise is that, like, there is this film star named Marissa Marcel, who made three movies, none of them were ever released, and she disappeared, like, halfway through filming the last movie, um, and you are going through the footage of all of those movies and, like, the behind-the-scenes footage in order to find out why they were never released and where she went um, when she disappeared. Um, and the way that you go through these movies is that the, the, like, the main mechanic of the thing is match cutting. So, like, you can pause and, like, say, like, I want to match cut this flower vase and it will immediately take you to another uh another scene that you may or may not have already seen uh that has a flower vase in it Hmm. um and so a lot of times like you have to be really clever um in being like oh like i want to i want to know like more context for this thing like what object am i gonna have to click on to like get the next part of the scene Hmm. Um, eventually or like i want to follow this like actor and see what happened to him at the end of this movie i'm gonna like click on his face and like watch every single scene i can find with him in it um and it is very hard to talk about beyond that besides besides it's very hard to talk about beyond like the basic mechanics or premise of the game without immediately spoiling everything else that happens in the game and i truly truly think that this is a game that like should not be spoiled for anyone Mm -hmm. like i i had something about like just the ui basically lightly spoiled for me and that was like the thing that made me immediately go and buy it but like there will be a moment probably 
two to three hours into this game where you will discover something on accident and immediately get up and turn on all of the lights in your house. Because <laughs> that is what happened to me. Mm. Is it a horror game or is it just the nature of the beast means that it can get a little spooky? It Or am I not allowed to ask that? Is, so... Yes and no. I think it is one of the most effective pieces of found footage horror I've ever seen in my life. Cool. Is what I will say. Okay. Um, and I would not play it if you get the heebie-jeebies from like people addressing you directly through the screen. Okay. Because I didn't think that I, because like I have a little bit of a thing about that, and like I didn't think it was that bad. But there was a scene where I had to like look at my phone because I was like, I can't, like this is too much eye contact. I can't do this. <laughs> um, I, I, I played it for like probably. So I hit credits like two hours in because it's like the nature of the game means that you can kind of play it out of sequence and like there's like a. You can trigger the credits kind of randomly, basically, because it, it kind of decides when it rolls credits based on, like, if you've seen a number of arbitrary, like, film scenes. Um, I hit credits, like, two hours in by accident. I went back in for, like, five hours. Um, had to stop because I have been refusing to play it at night. Um, <laughs> I opened it yesterday because I, I had been talking with someone about it, and I was like, Oh, I didn't know, like, this scene had this thing in it. I'm going to go check it out. Pretty much immediately saw something that startled me so badly, I exited the game and went to do something else. (laughs) (laughs) It is, like, legitimately my fucking game of the year. It's so good. Hell yeah. Cool. They they really prey on on the fear of, like, oh god, someone in this movie I'm watching could, like, turn to the camera and start talking to me directly at any second. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, such a specific thing, but it, like, there are parts where it just, like, absolutely made my skin crawl. Hell yeah. Well, cool. Go play Immortality. I'm excited to check it out. Uh, All right, well, we'll be back next time to finish out uh, the Flavortown Saga ARG. In the meantime, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us and helping us through Flavortown. Uh, if people liked you for some reason, uh, where can they <laughs> where can they go and find and get a hold of you? Uh, you can find all of my work. That's podcasts, games, paleochi jokes, all the other things that I do at jeffstormer.com. You can find me on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Hell yeah. And what other shows do you do? Uh, I produce Party of One, which is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend and we play a two-player game. Uh, I also am co-host of All My Fantasy Children, which is a tabletop storytelling, world-building, and character creation podcast with my best friend Erica Tanosayas. And once a year, I also produce Talking Nog, which is a podcast about eggnog. Hell yeah. Uh, and in in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can do so. I'm on Twitter at co-host Sherms. I am at Corpse Survivors. And we are together at Argonauts Pod. I think I'm doing this backwards. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us in a more long form way, you can do so by going to uh, email. Uh, that's at whatever your email provider is. And just email us <laughs> at ArgonautsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to Patreon.com if you want to support us. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. Or go to Patreon and search for the Argonauts. Um 
And otherwise, you can support us and everything that we do with a bunch of other folks, Jeff included, uh, by helping support us over at Moonshot. Uh, give us a search for the Moonshot Podcast Network, and you will find us on Twitch, on Twitter, uh, and with a bunch of podcasts. So give us a listen. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll be back soon with more Flavor Town. And until next time, that's Args, baby. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jacqueline. What do you think the most significant YA book series like the 2000s to the 2010s is? Oh, definitely The Hunger Games. No, no, I mean like... Like uh, Twilight, Twilight, that's the best No, no, I'm talking about the Percy Jackson series by Riordan. Uh, I've not heard of those. If I wanted to listen to a funny podcast about those, what would you suggest? Well, I would recommend Unwise Girls, which you and I host... This is a podcast where we reread, analyze, and frequently joke about the books of the Rick Riordan-verse. And we see why people call these the best young adult magical series of the 2000s. And we always take time to declare which characters are canonically, factually, not cis-head, because Rick Riordan is not the boss of us. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Moonshot Network. <laughs>